much, Serenity. You guys are awesome. And welcome to 6 p.m., everyone. I am so excited to be here with you guys tonight to just share a word that I really feel like um, God's been slowly revealing to me uh, in this last season. And, you know, as part of tonight, I'm going to share some just personal experiences and some feelings that I've had throughout this season. And I really hope that with me being open and honest and transparent with you guys, it'll really help um, help us all realize that, you know, we all go through similar things and that when we do that, we're not alone. So how about you guys be super encouraging in the comments and if anything relates to you, let me know. It'll help me feel not so alone with sharing some of these things. But basically, we're going to take it back a couple of months ago and, you know, I just I'm, I'm usually the glass half full kind of gal. I'm, I always try to look at the positive things in life. And, you know, I just reached a point um, a, a little while ago when I just started to look at more of the, the negative things. You know, I was a glass half empty, you could say. You know, I just stopped finding things that I normally do exciting and, you know, I stopped wanting to catch up with friends and, you know, life just felt a little bit dull, you know, and I really wanted to share with you guys just a little, a little prayer that I wrote down. You know, sometimes I just write down my prayers to God and I wanted to share that with you guys tonight so that you just sort of know how I was feeling. So I, I pretty much wrote, God, I need you more than ever. Life just feels a little bit dull. It just feels like a whole lot of me. And not a lot of you at the moment. You know, I don't feel down. I just feel a bit meh. Now, comment down below. Maybe comment the praise hands if you've ever felt like that. And, you know, the only way that I can really put into words how I was feeling was that I was in a funk. You guys, like, not just a little funk, like a big one. And for those of you who don't know what a funk is, the all-knowing internet describes it as a temporary sadness. Feeling sad and down and not really knowing why. No motivation to do anything. Maybe always tired. Almost like you're missing something and you can't quite pinpoint what. Like a small phase of sadness that only lasts a couple of days or weeks. And you know, before we go on, I just, I want to take a moment to say that, you know, a funk and struggling with a mental illness, they're not the same thing. You know, a mental illness is... It's more than just a sadness to the things that we face in life, you know. It, it truly changes the way that we think. It changes the way that we feel. And it changes the way that we can function in our everyday lives. And, you know, I just, I want to say that if at any point tonight that you realize what you're feeling is maybe a bit more than a funk, I encourage you, reach out, whether you're watching with a friend, whether that's to a parent, a teacher, a professional and you know we have our online host you can message them privately on Facebook or you can even message our new hope to one page you know we'd love to get into contact with you because it's not something that you should do alone and not something that you should face alone and you know I know for my life personally how devastating mental illness can be and you know I think that's why it is so important to address when we're in a funk and address some of these feelings that we might be feeling because when we don't, it can, it can lead us down a road of um, mental illnesses such as depression and anxiety. So please 
get support. You are so loved. God still has a plan for you. And you know you can and you will make it through. And you know, for me, like I said, when I, when I was writing, it, I didn't feel so much as down, but life just felt a bit dull, a bit meh, however you'd like to describe it. And, you know, we've all been through seasons like this before, I'm sure. And, you know, for some of us, it might last a couple of days and others, it might last a couple of weeks. But, and, you know, especially with all of these COVID restrictions starting to, to lift, you might be coming out of this season just feeling like life is a little bit dull at the moment. And that's OK. Maybe you feel like you're in a bit of a funk. You know, even today I was watching an Instagram story from a fitness blogger and she was even saying herself she just feels like a funk, that she's in a funk with her um, motivation to exercise. You know, for all of us, the funk that we might be facing might look a little bit different, but the fact is I genuinely believe that we all go through it at some point or another, but oftentimes we rarely talk about it. So... But maybe you're feeling really good at the moment, which is really awesome for you. But I want to encourage you, don't miss out on um, what I'm sharing tonight. Continue to lean in because you don't know who around you might be facing a similar situation like this. Or maybe one day you might be in this, this situation as well. So I encourage you to keep leaning in, leaning in tonight. So the title of my message tonight, if you haven't already seen, is Finding Freedom from the funk. I dare you to say that really fast, like three times, like right now, go. <laughs> it's probably gonna twist your tongue a little bit, but you know, I really wanna share with you guys four um, simple things that after a lot of praying and a lot of asking God why, I, I really feel like he sort of showed me the way and what to do. And I was actually able to find freedom from my funk. And you know, I really pray that maybe through implementing some of these steps that you guys might be able to as well. So we're going to go a little bit primary school if that's okay. So I have four steps and they all relate to the letters of funk. Bit of fun, right? So the first letter is F, which stands for fill. So one of the first things that I identified when I was in a funk was that I just felt a little bit empty. You know, I was giving so much of myself to so many different things and I felt a bit drained physically, but also drained mentally. And you know, sometimes we do, as people, we wear a lot of hats. We can be employees, mothers, fathers, sisters, wives, husbands, um, whatever it might be. You know, sometimes we can just get to the point where we just feel a little bit stretched thin. And for me, I came to that point and it was actually in a staff meeting that we were having. And we were actually doing the alpha course as the staff, which was really awesome and you know in the alpha course they ask simple questions and I remember one day we, we were asked something along the lines of what do you do that brings you joy and I remember I think I was the last answer because I literally I just couldn't think of anything there I sort of had the realization that there was not one thing that I was currently doing that um, was just for me and I'm gonna be real honest I think I just made something up but I went home and I wrote a list of all the things that I could do that filled me up. And I came up with, um, this was just for me, but I came up with journaling, exercise, painting, listening to worship music, working on some projects that I've been putting off. And you know, as I was looking at this list, I realized that it was 
a whole lot of things that I'd convinced myself that I didn't have time to do. But, you know, in reality, I just had to make time for it and I had to make it a priority. And for me, this looked like waking up 10 minutes before my daughter woke up just so I could have that time to spend with God and open the Bible before I opened my phone or was straight into mum duties for the day. You know, it looked like reshuffling my schedule so that I could actually take the time to exercise while my daughter had a nap. And, you know, sometimes we do. We have to reshuffle some things in our lives so that, um, so that we can prioritize the stuff that fills us up. And, you know, I did. The first thing I had to do was make room in my life for things that fill me up. But secondly, I also had to make some, ti- some time and some room in my life for the people that filled me up. Because I was so busy that one of the first things that was to go was my connections and my friendships. And, you know, I realized I had to change that. For me, this looked like starting to prioritize um, those people who truly and genuinely cared about me, who took the time to actually listen and who I could really trust. And, you know, for some of us, we, and sometimes we have to intentionally reach out to people, people who we can be real around and make it a priority to spend time with those people. And, you know, I'm not saying that we should cut off anyone who doesn't fill us up and especially not those people who maybe are relying on us for support. That's, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that it's just about acknowledging the fact that our cup also needs to be filled. We need to be finding those people that do fill us up as well. And, you know, you might be coming out of this COVID season and we might have put relationships on the back burner now is such an incredible time to be reaching out and start prioritizing friendships again. And, you know, even Jesus, the son of God in all his humanity, he had to take the time to refuel as well. You know, Jesus was often seen taking time for himself just to spend some time with God to refuel in prayer. And, you know, he encouraged the disciples to do the same. In Mark 6, verse 30 to 32, it says, The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure or even time to eat. And they went away to a boat to a desolate place by themselves. And you know, throughout the Bible, Jesus also took the time to sit and eat a meal with people, to create connection and to enjoy the company he was with. And you know, I really feel that if Jesus felt that this was important and he took the time to do it, how much more should we also take the time to do this? You know, later on the verse, um, just before the disciples even get a chance to rest, they're met by crowds of people um, who are just there ready to hear from Jesus. You know, he takes the time. Jesus has compassion on them with the disciples to, to feed them and to teach them. And then it says later in Mark 6, verse 45 to 46, it says, Immediately he made his disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida. While he dismissed the crowd and after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. You know, after a big day and a big day of teaching and everything that Jesus did, he took the time to unplug. And, you know, that leads me to my next point. So you is for unplug. You know, sometimes 
when we're in a funk, we really need to unplug. You know, sometimes we need to disconnect to reconnect. Turn it back off again and back on again and it works. And you know, the same principle is relevant for our lives. You know, sometimes we need to unplug and when we do, we need to make sure that we're refilling ourselves with the right content. And for me, what I mean by unplug and one practical thing that I did was just take some time off social media, off Netflix, off YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, except for Sundays, of course, that's always allowed. But I don't know about you, but whenever I'm scrolling through social media and whenever you're not feeling on top of your game, when you see people's perfect photos that they post, you know, it's not going to make, it doesn't make me feel any better. And so one of the things that I did to unplug was simply to start by going through all of my Facebook friends, all of the pages I followed, all of the Instagram pages I followed. And you know, they used to say that you're defined by your five best friends, but you know, I think times have changed a little bit. You know, we don't just have that interperson connection anymore. We are constantly influenced by the people that we're following. And so practically for me, I literally had to go through my friends list and say bye-bye to some people. And don't worry, it wasn't any of you guys, but it was probably literally just people I'd been friends with that I literally did not know anymore that have probably been in my friends list since I started my Facebook. But, and you know, it was also unfollowing pages that weren't relevant to me anymore, following the Instagram pages that, you know, that I'd only entered to win a prize. Like, don't judge me. I know you guys have all been there. Comment down below though, if you've like actually won a prize, that'd be really cool. But I can tell you though, that this made me instantly feel better. It gave me a space to be positively influenced by by the people I was following. And actually I could keep up to date with some of those people as well. But while I was doing this, it also gave me the reality check of how much time I was spending on these platforms. If you don't believe me, like check your screen time. It'll, it'll shock you. I think, you know, it was a revelation to me because I realized I convinced myself that I didn't have time to do the things that filled me up yet I could spend two hours on social media and not even blink an eye about it and and I know it's been really hard coming through this season because a lot of what we've had to do might involve a lot more phone use but again it's just taking a look at our priorities and you know if you want to take it a step further which I did I had to put some further boundaries in place on my phone you know iPhone and I don't know about other friends but have amazing features where you can set your screen time set limits on how much you spend on your Facebook and your Instagram and don't get me wrong there's still times when I'm not amazing at this um, but I think even more so now with Zoom, more Zoom meetings and um, FaceTimes and more time spent using our screens I think it's even more important more now than ever to just take that time to unplug when we're not we're not on our phones we're not on our ipad we're not watching tv but we're actually using that time to do things that fill us up and you know by doing these first two steps by putting in some things in my life that fill me up and by unplugging i realized how much i was doing in my world that just wasn't necessary so that leads me to my next point, which is N is for necessary. 
And that was the third thing that really helped me find freedom from my funk was to take a good hard look at what I was doing and actually ask myself, is it necessary in this season? And I realized that there was definitely some things in my world that needed to give. I was reminded when I was reading the Bible um, from a verse from Psalms 127 verse 2, and it says, It is useless for you to do work so hard from early in the morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. And you know, it, it was such a revelation to me because it isn't God who chooses us to be busy. It's us. You know, God has rest for us. And you know, it's because of this that sometimes we just have to say no to some things. And you know, it can be hard, but I think when we're able to say no to some things, it means it opens the door for us to actually be present in the moment to the things that we're saying yes to, to be able to be productive and actually enjoy the moment and not have to worry about rushing onto the next thing. You know, it's also important to note that just because we're saying no to these things now in this season doesn't mean there are no forever. It just means they aren't a priority at the moment. You know, for me, this looked like I'd had this one weekend and I can remember it so vividly because I'd overbooked myself. I'd said yes to so many things and I remember just rushing from one place to the other, one event to the other and without even realizing it, I got home that day and realized I completely missed an event, like something that was really important to me. My friend was really hoping that I'd be there and I felt so bad. Make me feel a bit better and let me know if that's ever happened to you in the comments. But I felt so bad and that was so unlike me. But it, I think this is kind of what led me to be in a funk because I wasn't even able to enjoy any of the things that I'd said yes to. And I don't know about you, but sometimes like my head gets so full of all the things that I've got to do and where I've got to be. And one thing that really practically helped me was just taking a moment and to list my top three priorities and then just do those. You know, you have to ask yourself sometimes, what would be the biggest weight off my shoulders? And just start with that. You know, what are the things that are taking up the most of our thinking? This could, this could apply to any aspect of your life from work, from home, from it could be anything even to booking an appointment for your health or taking some time out with your family, whatever it might be, just taking the time to do that. You know, sometimes I think the reason why we do all of these things and try to do everything is because we put so much pressure on ourselves to be everything and do everything. And I know I do, and I did, and I still do today. But this leads me to my final point, which is K is for kindness. Now, it might sound like a bit of a silly point or you're probably thinking, what does K have to do with funk or how will that help me get me out of my funk? But I think, to be honest, this is one of the most important points of all, but it's also the hardest. Well, it was for me anyway. You know, after returning to work, after I had my daughter, I just remember coming back in and I remember putting so much pressure on myself to catch up. You know, when I came back, I felt like everyone was so much further ahead than me. And suddenly I had way less time to devote to things like 
um, reading the Bible and self-development and just stuff like that. Like I just felt really far behind in my head. And, you know, I, I came in and I was trying to act like things hadn't changed and prove to myself that things hadn't changed. But in reality, they had. Things had completely changed. And I had to realize that this change wasn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, put the comments down below if you've ever felt like that. Maybe you're not living up to the expectations that you've put on yourself. You know, through that season, I had to be kind to myself. And, you know, it's so important that when we're going through a funk, that we remember to be kind and remember to give ourselves the same grace that God gives us. And, you know, it's also a great reminder to give others the grace that God gives them in that season when they're going through something as well. You know, 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. You know, this is a great verse that is just such a reminder that in our weakest moments, when we feel like we're not doing well, that's when God intervenes and provides us the strength to navigate whatever season we're in. And, you know, it was also a change of a mindset for me because it almost let me realize that it was, it was okay that I was going through a funk. It was okay that maybe I felt like I wasn't doing well. But it was a reminder not to live there. It was a reminder that through this weakness, it just opens the door for God to grant us the freedom from our funk that we're looking for. And you know, now I've given you four tips or four things to help you find uh, freedom from the funk, but I really want to leave you with some questions that you can ask yourself to help you apply it. So first I want to, and you can ask yourself these. The first one is, what do I do that fills me up? You know, write them down if you have to and work out how you can fit these into your everyday life. Question number two, do I have people around me who fill me up? You know, how about straight after, straight after church tonight, you send them a message and organize a coffee for later in the week. Question number three, what are some things that I can do to unplug and take some time to do some things that fill me up? Question number four, what am I doing at the moment that isn't necessary? And number five, am I giving myself the same grace that God gives to me? And you know, I really hope that as I've shared tonight, we can all start to imagine maybe what life might look like when we are actually able to find freedom from the funk. Maybe less time in a funk and more time to just enjoy life. And you know, with that in mind, I'd really love to pray for you guys tonight. Father God, I just thank you so much that as we navigate these seasons of being in a funk, that, we can, that you continue to show up in our weakness, Father God, that you continue to provide us with your strength and your grace, Father. Father, I just pray for anyone who is in a funk tonight. Father God, I just really pray that you really help them find freedom from their funk. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. And hey, you know, tonight we, we celebrated communion and 
as I was talking and as I was praying, you might say, hey, I actually don't really know who God is or who, yeah, or who he is. Or maybe you might have known him before, but you'd say you've walked away from him for a little bit. You know, I want to encourage you that what Jesus did on the cross means there, there is not one thing that you could do, no funk, no season that you're in that could ever separate you from his love. And you know, we have this moment uh, tonight where you can choose to ask him into your life if that's the first time or maybe it's the first time in a little while. You know, if you'd like to do that tonight, I would absolutely love to pray for you. And you know, I want you to consider praying with me tonight and to invite God into your life. And so if that's you, feel free to pray along with me tonight. Dear Jesus, I am open to you. I open my heart to you. Help me to follow you. Amen. And you know, that is such a simple prayer, but that is all God is looking for. And if you prayed that prayer with me, or maybe you're even just thinking of bringing God into your life, one of our team is going to pop a comment down below in a moment. And could you do something really brave? And could you just like that? Let us know that you made a decision and let us celebrate with you. And you know, I'm about to hand back to Sarah T and they'll explain a little bit more about what you can do um, and how you can connect and if we can answer any questions for you. But before I do, I really just pray that each and every one of you finds freedom from your funk. So thanks, Sarah and T.